Hi, I am Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called the NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoyed today's episodes. So this is the first part of an interview with Matt, who is one of the NDLD Project Social Ambassadors. And again, to remind you, a Project Social Ambassador of the NDLD Project, basically what they do is they write posts quarterly, and they also help promote the NBLD project by promoting their fundraisers, and they also help promote what the NBLD project does, which is research for NBLD and trying to get NBLD back on the DSM, and also trying to provide more resources for NBLD and trying to make the world easier for people with NBLD and for their loved ones to live and coexist in. And this is the first part of Matt's interview and he has NBLD and ADHD and is from Japan. He did live in the United States, but he moved to Japan and you will learn about his life. This is the first part of his interview. I hope you enjoy it. Start. All right. Good afternoon. I am Jennifer Purcell, and I are aka Ever Changing Butterfly, and I am here with Matt today. And I am going to talk to him about his life with NLD, and I will have him start by introducing himself. Yeah. Hey. Good morning. Good morning from my part of the world. I'm actually over here on the other side of the world in Japan. Uh, yeah. And I'm originally from southeastern Virginia, and I've been doing a YouTube about NLD for about a year, maybe two years now. Yeah. And so, uh, that's the basics. Um, that's myself in a nutshell, if you will. And that's kind of how I got involved with all this and, uh, involved with the NLD community. Cool. I am Jennifer. And so how I got involved was when I was diagnosed with NLD when I was 19. And I also got more involved when I started the podcast last year and um i another question for you matt would be when you got diagnosed with nld 
Yeah, so I um, luckily got kind of diagnosed at a very young age. So it was around second or third grade. Most vividly, I kind of remember third grade, second grade, that whole time frame. Um, I think going into that, that fall of my third grade year, I think that's when I was like tested and everything and ultimately received like the, the formal diagnosis, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say for me, it happened later in life because probably because I was homeschooled and going to an online charter school, I had testing done when I was a child but there wasn't enough to say if I had a learning disability with the results. So I had to have it done again when I was in college and I had it done again because I always kind of had a hunch that I, that there was something different about me. And Mm -hmm. I, so I wanted it done for my own personal reasons and I'm glad I had it done because it made college a lot easier. I got some accommodations from having the testing done. And I don't think if I had, if I didn't have those accommodations, it would have made college a lot harder. Yeah, definitely. I hear you. It's interesting because I was tested again my senior year in high school uh, precisely mm-hmm. for that reason. So I could make like the argument to the uh, university I went to that, you know, I needed accommodations and things like that. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience for sure. Having been tested when I was younger and then being retested again, uh, once you're older, you know, you kind of have a little bit of a different perspective on it and all. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Your perspective does change. And I'm sure the tests that you take probably get updated too. And those might get easier or harder because of being updated. And, um, you know, I don't remember the ones I took when I was a child, but the ones that I took when I was in college, they were, they were tricky. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely with the math and um, math is not easy for me. Um, and I remember when they did that part of the test, they timed me and were trying to see how much math I could do yeah. in a certain amount of time. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That timer, man, it puts the pressure on you and you're like, oh, wow. You know, it, uh, it adds an, another element of stress to, to the whole testing process, if you will. It's interesting because I remember on like, I guess it was like the verbal portion or something like that. I remember distinctly like flashcards and you had to use a different word for it or something of, of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I remember going really long on that process, like going really long. And then with the mathematics, I remember it being like extremely short. And I was like, okay, you know, it could be an an indicator of something. <laughs> yeah, I I would say it was longer on the verbal part too because for me, um, with the verbal piece, I don't remember the name of the test, but what they did was they were testing me on. So so let's see if I can describe this correctly. They were playing an audio of a conversation, and they would try to have me guess the emotion behind the people in the conversation and all I had was the audio of the people in the conversation and so that was kind of tricky because you don't have any body language there and you know yeah that's you sometimes you need body language to see what the emotion is of somebody and um that was hard for me because what they wanted me to do was 
point at pictures of like basically emojis to that would simplify um or you know express emotion and they didn't have the emojis labeled and so i was just guessing at what they meant and i was like i'm not very my emoji vocabulary <laughs> isn't very good here <laughs> yeah it's completely subjective too you know especially based purely on tonality and whatnot yeah it's completely subjective right and i was very curious about what that was going to show because i know for me i have pretty good audio memory but i know my social cues is one thing i've been working on and i uh i think i've gotten better at that but i since i've known i had nld i've been working on that but i know when i was listening to that with the emojis i was like i don't know if that emoji is showing happy or mad right yes, right yeah difficult. i can understand that um, for sure but one of the questions i was i usually ask people and that sometimes this is hard to answer because you don't always know but for you do you know what caused nld for you so it's a really interesting question in my case is sort of unique in that regard, and that my mother, she's actually diagnosed with ADHD, but she is a speech language pathologist for the schools. And as such, she's very familiar with like uh, special education and, and that whole gambit, if you will. And because of that, she kind of thinks that she has NVLD. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it's like hereditary and I possibly got it from her. It's, you know, that's just kind of our theory. Um, her and I have kind of discussed it a bit and, and, you know, that's her theory and, and mine as well, for sure. And, uh, kind of through up through my bringing upbringing and testing and, and her just kind of watching me grow up, she kind of figured out about herself that she definitely has the same disorder I do. So, yeah. I can relate to you with that. Also, I think it's hereditary for me too, because my dad is adopted what he was adopted when he was a baby. And so we don't know that much about his biological family because of that. And I see many of the same characteristics that I have in my dad. And interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And so I think it's genetic for me too. And um, he's not diagnosed with NLD or anything, but I, you know, I can't help but see it through my own eyes because I have an LD. Right, right. Yeah. Once you, you get that diagnosis, it kind of changes your perspective and you pick it up on others as well. Yeah, right. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There, there needs to be more research done about that, about like, you know, it potentially being genetic or hereditary, but. Yeah, you're, yeah, there used to be. And I think there should be more done because I've talked to other people with with who I've interviewed who say the same thing where they do see it in their family and it's like yeah you should do more research about that yeah yeah for sure it begs the question now uh, where does it originate from because you know at yeah. some point like my, my mother had to get it from somewhere I don't know if it's like a recessive gene or whatnot yeah it's 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 very interesting but, you're right yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it, and it would be true for my dad too is like you know did he get it from his dad or for from his mom right or? yeah kind of the chicken versus the egg if you will <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah you know or it might you know if my dad 
only has some of the characteristics, you know, did it maybe possibly skip a generation in the past? Because that can right. happen. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, a little sister and uh, she, you know, academically has done very well in everything else. And uh, she has a few traits of NLD, but not too, too many. And um, so that it kind of, you know, I'd be curious to study like siblings and it would be really cool if you could find twins somewhere. That would be like, wow. <laughs> That would be interesting because, yeah. you know, for me, my older brother, he, he is uh, neurotypical, but sometimes, it, you know, the only one characteristic I see that is similar with me and him with NLD is the audio memory, where it's kind of cool because he and I, if with the movies that we've seen that are similar, like Star Wars, uh, we can rehearse lines back and forth with each other, which is oh, that's cool. Fun. Yeah, yeah. And we try to do it in the character's voice when we do it. So oh, we have cool. fun with that. Um, yeah. And my brother and I, we never fought growing up, so we're best friends, which is rare. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my sister and I are pretty close too. We're we're kind of we have extreme opposite interests, uh, but yeah, we're really really close and kind of FaceTime at least once a week, and yeah, we we've always been best friends as well and hardly fought at all as far as siblings go. Good for you. I, yeah. I think that's a good thing when that happens. Yeah, for sure. So we are kind of getting into the family aspect of uh, NLD. Um, but I was, you know, wanting to see how you uh, feel about having it and, um, you know, some of the challenges that you uh, have with NLD. Yeah, so much like yourself, uh, for sure, mathematics. Mathematics is very challenging for myself. Um, certain aspects of like fine motor and then uh, driving, getting lost, uh, just going new places in general and not getting lost is, is a challenge for sure. I, I tend to get lost frequently. Um, because of that, I've kind of adapted, though. I always use a GPS and I always take like the same routes. And if I'm going someplace new, I'll, I'll leave like an hour beforehand, you know, and give myself that extra time. Uh, mathematics has always been extremely weak. I recently just finished up like a teaching certification certification and uh, I had to take a math test for that and it took me like four or five times but eventually through like studying and kind of hard work and and grit I, I passed that mathematics test. So that was cool but, but yeah I hate math. I can't stand it and uh, I definitely struggle with that. Visual spatial things too for sure like maps. Um, trying to think what else like uh, just visualizing things in general can be challenging uh, for myself. Yeah. Calling out distances, kind of references of, of distances, how far away things are, how close they are to me is, is a challenge as well. Yeah. I can relate to that too, where mm -hmm. um, like you were saying with the math aspect, it's, it's hard for me to do mental math uh, with calculating it in my head. It's, takes more time and um you know i want to uh, congratulate you on passing that math test yeah thank you yeah it was pretty sticking cool. with it yeah because yeah, tough it, it yeah i i can remember uh when i was in college whenever i had to do a math class uh yeah. one of the ones i actually had to retake was statistics because yeah. i had to pass that for my major sociology and I didn't pass it at UC Berkeley. So I had to retake it at community college. 
and I work my butt off to pass it. Um, And it was even harder taking it at community colleges because they only had one tutor for that class. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's tough. And so I basically got that B all on my own because I would research the answer. So you got a B? Yeah. That's awesome. Wow, that's cool. I would research the answers online. I would retake the tests as many times as I needed to because they were online. You could retake them. Yeah, Um, yeah. Which was fortunate. And um, I would, I had the accommodation to use my calculator to check my work because with all those formulas, I remembered when to use them, but I couldn't remember all those symbols. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I took statistics too. It's funny you mentioned your sociology. Initially, I was criminal justice and ended up changing my major. But uh, but yeah, so I did statistics and I got a D minus. I, I struggled. I took it in the summer. I took it by itself alone. I had a tutor. He came like like three or four times a week and I would study on my own and everything. And I just, whew, it was tough. But yeah, I, I got a D minus. I, I scraped by and I, I passed it and I you know, maybe the professor was looking out for me or something, but I was so thankful. I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't need to see. Uh, so yeah, but for my major, I had to take it. And I ended up switching to history later on. And uh, I think it was required for history too, but luckily I'd already knocked that out of the park. But yeah, it was, that was painful. Yeah. Yeah. that I can relate to that. I mean, I failed it at Berkeley because I, uh, well, simply because I didn't go to class because I was being lazy yeah. and didn't want to go to class because right. I didn't have any friends in the class and wasn't motivated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's understandable, you know, that social aspect. Of, right. You know. um, but I, I, I learned the hard way and was like, oh, crap, I have to pass this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, but I can relate with the visual spatial part, too, because when I drive, I don't drive as much as I used to because of COVID. Um, but when I used to drive, I, it, it was hard because of the visual spatial piece. And I, I would get lost with going to a new place too. So I would use the GPS also. Um, and I would, um, I would try to use the same route every single time I would go to a place so that I'd yeah. be familiar with it. And I, I, when I do drive now, I, I just do it to try to practice that skill so I don't lose it. And because I haven't been driving as frequently as I used to, I feel like I have to relearn it. And um, my mom's been helping me with that. And because it's hard for me to feel my body in the car when I go to park the car in the parking lot it's like okay I'm trying to imagine cars on either side of me so I don't run into them it's difficult yeah Uh, absolutely and I know what you mean yeah so I have a a unique experience with all that uh two different things that that came to mind one is being in Japan they drive on the left side of the road so I had to switch to driving on the left side (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It actually, for me anyways, it's easier. It makes more sense. Like when you start doing it, it becomes easier over time. I don't know what it is. It just, it makes more sense. And it definitely makes turning easier for sure. Uh, to me anyways. 
But one thing also about the about Japan is very much cultural and a part of their culture and everything is they take everything to like the the next level of of difficulty as well as quality. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that they absolutely do here in every parking lot is they back in. And and I hate backing up. That's been a a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. I've gotten kind of used to it. They're also very, very patient, very kind people. So like if they see you struggling a bit or whatever, they don't care. They don't like honk at you or anything. They're very Aww. respectful of that aspect. So that's, that's kind of cool. But yeah, that's, that's been a challenge. And then um, I also was in the, the military briefly or well, not briefly, I guess for seven years, I was in the Coast Guard Reserves. Wow. And as such, I was a, a boat driver. Like that was my job. Basically, I was a bosun's mate. And, and that's what we did. We drove boats. And I struggled with that for sure. I probably should have chosen looking back on it now, hindsight being 2020. I should have chosen a different job um, for myself, you know, something more along with the lines of working with people. But that was a challenge because with a boat, it's very difficult to visualize everything. And it's it's kind of the opposite. Like, it, it's hard to describe. It's hard for me to visualize and stuff. But like, when you turn to the left, the engines turn like the opposite way, kind of sort of. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing. And Back, uh, yeah. Backwards. Yeah, it was a challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then the the dexterity of it all is is completely different too yeah it's it's a it's a whole different feel and uh and what you mentioned about like feeling your body and everything now that you mentioned that like you've got so many different things going on on the water that that was probably a challenge for myself as well looking back on it yeah mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense because i know for me with driving i'm more cautious with it because i've been in a couple accidents but i've been lucky where i nobody's gotten hurt with them and so when i do drive now i'm more cautious because well obviously because i don't want to get in any more of them and because i and i think that's a good thing because i being more aware of my surroundings and i'm able to know um I'm, I'm able to, you know, I actually scan a lot more and be like, okay, yes. where is everybody around me? Not yeah. including, not, not just cars, but including people and so pedestrians. Yeah, um, I do that. I do the, the self-talk as well while I'm driving. I'll kind of talk to myself sometimes. Um, I'm super careful. I, my wife likes to say I drive like an old person, which is true. <laughs> I do. You know, I, I obey all the laws. I'm very, very careful. I kind of go out of my way to be extra careful. And one thing too that's interesting at like the stop signs and stoplights and stuff, I take my time. I'm like, whatever. I'm just yeah. gonna sit here until it's really clear. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I take my yeah, time. You have too. to compensate. Yeah. You gotta compensate for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's better to take your time because you know, if you don't, you might run the risk of being in a accident or in a situation yeah. that's almost an accident. And you know sometimes somebody can get hurt and you you can be responsible for that and yeah 100 percent. yeah i've been in a few accidents myself as well and and here in japan the roads are super skinny so i've i've popped a few tires for sure i think only two but they're like super narrow so that's a whole nother challenge but but yeah yeah that that would be a challenge i i have gone some flat tires and in the in the situation where I didn't think I would get a flat tire, I remember when that happened, it was, um, if I remember correctly, it was like a little divot in the road. And when I was 
going over it, it I didn't think my tires would um, become flat just from the inexperience of driving. Right, right. And I, if I remember correctly, I think it was my um, driver side tire and the one in the back on the passenger side behind that. Oh, wow. Those two tires. And I was trying to drive to work when it happened. And I had to call my employer and say, hey, I can't go to work. Yeah, yeah, you're, the, yeah. The, what happened. And um, they, they were completely understanding about it um and then i let my parents know what happened and you know took care of the situation but it was it was an interesting um situation and i definitely learned from it because the next time i uh actually i i pointed out to my mom where it was because it was in our neighborhood where we live or where we live and um because I didn't want that to happen to her car and um, just, you know, making sure that uh, that they were able to take care of it. And I think uh, the tow truck actually was able to uh, point it out to the city of where I live and they were able to cover the divot so nobody else got flat tires, which was nice. So sometimes yeah, good deal. Sometimes that takes a while for people, for the government to take care of road situations. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're very slow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know what your experience with that is in Japan with road situations, but I would say in in the states, it it takes a long time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Here they're, like I said, that quality, it's it's much, uh, their roads are, are awesome here. Uh, other than being skinny, they're pretty good usually <laughs> most days. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I had for you is uh, what support you have from your family and friends with in regards to having NLD? Yeah. So, my family, uh, they've been, I'll start with them first. They've been amazing. Um, growing up, they got me involved in kind of anything and everything. And I kind of got myself involved in various things too. Um, Definitely sports uh, were were always a challenge for sure. Uh, I went through soccer and baseball. Soccer, I defined for the most part. I was real young though, like real young. And then baseball was, was like a nightmare. (laughs) I did that for about two, two seasons, I think. And I enjoyed it, believe it or not, but like going to bat was like a challenge and everything, you know, just the fine motor and the eye hand coordination, all of the above, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. The timing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, um, so yeah, so then I found wrestling and I, I loved it. And uh, mm. it's a it's a unique sport. It requires mm-hmm. kind of body awareness and things like that. But one of the things that I loved about it is I'm also diagnosed with ADHD. I kind of debate whether I have that or not, but uh, mm-hmm. I do have, I'm high energy and I needed that outlet and wrestling for sure got all that energy out of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was heavily involved in scouts as well. And and that really helped out. I kind of found like a, a peer network through scouting and uh kind of developed a lot of skills in like the outdoors and things like that. And that kind of coincides with my dad and, uh, and my upbringing with him and him and I have been doing like kind of outdoorsy things, mainly fishing since I can remember. Like, I remember like, like taking a nap in the bottom of the boat. Like that's kind of how, how young I was and stuff. And, uh, I think because of that, you know, I kind of developed like, um, 
more fine motor skills like tying the knots he kind of taught me that stuff and things and mm-hmm. then uh with my mom you know she's always been there to help me out academically and definitely relates more being uh you know diagnosed with adhd and everything and she's she's been wonderful uh you know she was always there helping me with my homework she advocated through for me um in the schools through like the iep meetings and all that stuff for sure and uh, has always been there for me for that. And they both, no matter what I wanted to do professionally, they 110% uh, supported me. They were never like naysayers when it came to that. And because of that, I was able to try like a lot of different things and kind of go out on my own and explore and, and you know, just just uh, give it my all and, and see what happens. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. My friends, I've got a pretty strong uh, friend base, um, a bunch of local guys that I grew up with and I'm still friends with to this day. And uh, I've always been kind of hyper social. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, I was able to find like a lot of friends in high school. And uh, yeah, they're always, you know, nice and kind of kind of funny. Sometimes they would make fun of me, like looking back on it and things. There are sometimes, you know, kids being kids, if you will. But, you know, they would make fun of me and stuff because of my, my tendencies, like getting lost, for example, and things. But it was all in good fun. And, you know, we made fun of each other and whatnot. It was it was mutual uh, for sure. And it's n- nothing that I have hard feelings about or anything, but uh, I kind of look back on it and, and laugh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. But they've, they've been really supportive always and have supported me no matter what it was, they've always supported me, which has been, been awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I can relate to what you were saying about your family and your friends. I have, a lot of support too, which I would say I'm very fortunate to have because I know that through the people that I've interviewed with MLD and I have interviewed other people with ADHD too, where the support isn't always um, at the same amount as other people have. And for me, you know, whenever I meet somebody who has similar support to what I have, I'm always happy for them because I know that makes their life yeah, easier. Yeah, it makes a world of a difference. Yeah. And um, so I- Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And so, you know, I'm f- fortunate to have parents a- and a brother who also supports me and friends also who support me a lot. And- um, I would say, uh, like you, I did a lot of sports too growing up. I um, got into uh, Aikido as a martial art because my brother was okay. doing it. And I really liked doing that. It it was a little tricky because of the visual part of it. You know, I didn't know yeah. I had NLD when I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. But... I would say looking back at it, probably the tricky parts were, you know, the rolling in it, because it's a little bit like gymnastics where you, you roll a lot in a keto yeah. and okay. you, um, you also uh, try to, for people who don't know that much about keto, I'll describe it a little bit, but you try to yeah, yeah. Um, take your partner's energy and reflect it back to them in a way that doesn't hurt them unless they resist it. Um, And it is a Japanese martial art. And um, I, it's kind of cool 
that I'm talking to you and you're in Japan yeah, and yeah. I'm talking about a Japanese yeah, that's art. Awesome. Um, and I, I did it for quite some time. I started when I was seven and I did it until I think I was 15. Okay, um, wow. So I, I, I did it for, I did it for a long time. And uh, my brother, he got to black belt, which is one of, one of the high belts. I almost got to black belt. I was like two belts away from black belt uh, okay. when I uh, stopped doing it. Um, I, I, I think I stopped because I got into, well, my brother, uh, I'm trying to remember why I stopped. I think I kind of didn't like it as much as I used to. Um, right. And which, which happens with activities that you oh, try. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I also, the other one, the other two that I did growing that, that I still do actually are um skiing and running okay um, nice my my family does skiing and um it my mom you know when she found out that i have an that i had not have an ld she was impressed with how well i am at skiing because of the fine motor skills and yeah the visual spatial piece of having to look ahead of you and not down at your skis <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah so you don't run into things um and uh that is important because you know with any sport you you know you want to be mindful of what of your surroundings and like you were saying um saying with wrestling it um it lets you uh get rid of your energy i found that true with skiing and running because yeah i believe it uh you know for me i i didn't do um track i did long distance running um and i know some people hate running but i actually love running um mm -hmm. and uh when i got into it i was in high school and i um started with doing just one mile and then i worked all my way up to doing um well I've done five half marathons and one full marathon. So I've done a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's wild. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I've, I've done a lot of running in my life, but um, I've done it because I, I love the endorphin high that it gives you. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting with sports and NVLD and everything else. I use right. NVLD, NLD, same thing, but uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting because it seems like with, with kids and looking back on our youth, uh, reflecting on yours as well as mm -hmm. myself, it seems like the more activities and kind of things you get them involved with, the better, the right. more they develop those skills, that fine motor, that gross motor, um, socialization, uh, you know, just work ethic in general. It seems like you kind of really have to sort of throw them to the wolves and, and watch them struggle and, uh, and, you know, they'll find their way. And I think that's, that's something that I'm very thankful for in my upbringing through scouting and wrestling and, and everything else, you know, I, I think it pays dividends later in life. You still have your difficulties for sure, but they have been minimized based on your upbringing. Yeah, you're right about that. If that and makes any sense at all. It, yeah, it does make sense because, you know, I can relate to that too, where I've been very active in the different sports I've done. I do fishing too. And okay, because I 
do that, I, you know, can relate to tying the knots and trying to do the fine motor aspect of that. And yeah. that's not easy. No, no, <laughs> um, no it gets stressful. <laughs> yeah. And also trying to, you know, take the hook out of the fish's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, easy. It's tough sometimes. Yeah, for Depending sure. Depending on how deep it gets. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. And, you know, also trying to cast the uh, pole out there yeah. to get it yep. pretty far out. It can be tricky sometimes. Um, and one of the new sports I was trying, uh, that I've been doing recently with my brother is surfing. Um, okay. Which is tricky because, uh, probably because of NLD, but also because when you're laying on the board and then you try to go stand up, what I was running into was I was, let's see if I can describe this correctly. I was taking my hands off the board too early. And so that would cause me to fall off. And so what I found out that worked for me is if I imagined my um, hands to be glued to the board, Uh that uh, would work because then I'd be like, okay, I can't move my hands until it's the right time. Right, right. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Interesting. It, it is interesting because I told the instructor, the surfer instructor who was helping us learn about that. And <laughs> he kind of laughed about it because he probably hadn't heard about it before. Um, and it, his name was Fonzie and he w- it would say, he was going to say to me, okay, next time that you're here, I'll just yell glue to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's um, which will probably would probably work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, to access the testimonials, there are two ways. There's a testimonial page with the full quotes. And then there is a slideshow on the home page with excerpts the longer ones and the short ones. On the last uh, image of the testimonial quote with Julia's quote, you can click on it and it will take you to the testimonial page where it shows you all of them with the full quoted testimonials. I did it that way because I wanted it to be easier to read on the homepage since some of them were a little longer than a testimonial usually is and then I wanted to make sure that you could see the whole testimonial on the testimonial page so I hope that makes sense if it doesn't you can email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com and I will try to show you how to access it thank you hope you're having a good weekend bye As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. 
I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.